BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wow, Matt, fellow adventurers. We are once more back with Sir Crokington. And we will be continuing with Proving Grounds 5. So, previously, we had to run away from the Village of Shadows because we've been rumbled. And the entire village is attacking us. And Wundor and Elaine have come to us and said the disbanding the mind control thing hasn't, hasn't worked out. Apparently there's too much mind control going on for just a fragment of the Eye of Arganamore. So, our only option is just to go to the temple, which is Barax's headquarters and fortress and general area of bad dudes, and uh, stop him somehow. Anyway, this scenario is called The Minions of Shadow. Begin. A recap of how the previous scenario ended. Your two former allies say nothing, but instead produce long iron wads, the tips of which are entwined with lightning. Iskritar twirls the wad about in an unnerving display of skill and steps forward, a cool wind slowly spreading across his face. You step back and draw yourself into defensive posture. Not eager have to engage fellow members of the Silver Quest, but also not willing to become a minion, a victim of Marax's newest minions. Suddenly, the crackle of energy fills the air, and a swirling black vortex opens on your right. A sense of relief washes over you as Windle and Helene leap from the portal and take up positions on either side of you. They both glance at you before fixing their hardened gazes on Iskridar and Prithwin. It's all for naught, growl. It's all for naught, growls Prithen, stepping forward to be shoulder to shoulder with Iskritar. The master has trail talk in his clutches, and even now he is remembering his obedience. Wickedness stirs in the halls of the king, echoes the voice of Windu in your mind. It is more than even the shards of the eye can contend with. We must reach the temple, Sir Crokington. It's now only... A deafening roar and hiss fills the air as wide arcs of lightning leap from the tip of your your foe's iron wad. Windle spreads his fingers as if to summon magic, and Helene does the same. And now, adventure continues. Two 
bolts of lightning surge from the world tips of both Puthin and Iskridar, but slamming into an invisible barrier only inches in front of you. You realise at once that either Wind or Elaine have summoned a magical shield, and without a second to spare. Go! Both of you! Echoes Windle's stirred command in your mind. Get to the temple! I will hold them! Go! Helene rushes west along the road, and you follow swiftly behind her, hoping that Windle is not outmatched by your two former allies, both of them now firmly under the control of Moraxa. You, gla- you gaze back, you glance back over your shoulder, and somewhat relieved to see both Iskritar and Pritham enveloped in thick, shadowy webs. They struggle desperately against Windle's powerful magic, but appear to be unable to free themselves well. Windle has been doing shadow magic for centuries, admittedly. Most of it has been secretly, as as things tend to be when it's shadow magic, and these guys have just learned it a few minutes ago. Okay, hours more like, but still. Window or handle them, shouts Elaine as the two of you race along the road to the west, step heading towards the deep woods. If we can make that... Elaine's voice abruptly fades and she stops dead in her tracks. You follow her gaze along the road, and your eyes immediately fall upon the reason for her sudden halt. A man in a dark blue tunic stands in the middle of the road about twenty yards in front of you. The young, dark-haired man raises his hand, and the ground begins to shake as two hulking creatures of mud and stone tear up through the earth in front of you. Jewem cloth echoes the voice of Elaine in your mind. This is certainly a bad bit of news. We're walking into a nightmare. You immediately recognise the name. Jewem Kalf is the archmage of the city of Twickenham one of Thane Poland's closest advisers. It's obvious he's fallen under the sway of Morax's formidable mind control powers. Yet again, a prized ally has swiftly become a deadly enemy. Hey, Moraxa, you better not be hurting the Thane. I will be even more angry at you somehow if you've done that. The Archmage issues a vocal command to his summoned earth elementals and the massive street creatures stomp forward, one headed Helene and the other one moving straight for you. Alright, I have a couple of options. I can use elementalism or just fight them. Alright, what does random.org tell me to do? Alright, one or two. Two will be the bottom, one will be the top. Generate. It's one. I'm using elementalism. Against elemental. 32 experience to elementalism, which succeeded. Calling upon your power of elementalism, you convince the pair of massive elementals to disperse, and they rapidly delve back into the ground, leaving only a large swath of upturned earth in their wake. Without delay, you turn to face the Archmage. Archmage Caliph curses and holds out his wooden staff. A bolt of red flame erupts from the tip of the weapon and hurtles through the air towards you. Got three options now. Fortification, elementalism, or just get out of the way. Random.org once more. I'm just going to 
get out of the way. Attempt to dodge the fiery blast. Picking a number. A bonus of 30. 20 from agility. 10 from luck. Pick now. 107. You nimbly dodge the bolt of flame and start towards the archmage. The shower of earth, earth, earth and debris rains down upon you as two more mighty elementals smash up through the ground at the summons of Archmage Kalaf. The massive creatures stomp along the road towards you, roaring with every thunderous step they take. Get Kalaf! echoes the voice of Elaine in your head. Leave those two to me! You rush forward, dodging past one of the towering elementals and attack the Archmage. He rushes a few words and his wooden staff ignites. He brandishes the flaming weapon with remarkable skill as he fends off your initial assault. You realise you must only attempt to subdue the Archmage as he is under the mind control of Moraxa. Alright, this is the Archmage Kalath. Obviously, because he's a, a good guy being mind controlled, my only option is to subdue because I'm a good guy and good guys don't kill someone just because they've been mind controlled you know unless it's absolutely beyond any chance of of being dispelled but and I guess, I guess yeah, I guess the eye wouldn't work on them because it just didn't occur to us to do it alright anyway fighting them the Archmage strikes at you with his flaming staff. You are engulfed by the flames of your enemy's attack for 27 damage. Then again for 25 damage. I keep stabbing, he keeps striking. But you know, non-lethal stabs. And it is subdued. 20, no, but 5 XP. The Archmage lies at your feet. He's been severely battered, but has suffered no permanent damage, suddenly. His eye springs open, and he moves his lips as he's about to speak. But before he can make a sound, his head drops back, and his eyes close once more. They do not open again. You find Helene walking in your direction. Behind her sit two large piles of earth and stone, all the remains of the mighty elementals she engaged. As Helene draws up to your side, her eyes suddenly widen, and you follow her gaze along the road to the west. Two men advance along the road towards you. One clad in chain mail and the other in soft le the other in a worn soft leather tunic. You Helene exchange worrisome looks as you immediately recognise the two men. They are among the elite of Tysa's warriors. The chain clad man on the left is Sir Gar Garlin, the field commander in the Tyson army. One of the few men who directly guards the king. Oh no. I mean if they got someone who can just walk straight up to the king mind controlled. That means Moraxa's in the perfect position to just go. Your majesty. It's mind control time. Several yards to the right is a border ranger named Dremlek. Whose deeds and, le and valour are legendary. How many more will we find under his spell? Echoes the voice of Lainey the head. Take one of them, Sir Cokington, and leave the other to me. But put them down easy and try not to permanently mar them. These are good men. 
So, I can fight Sir Garlin or Dremlock. There is no way to indicate which one would be easier, well, other than checking the wiki, of course. But no point doing that. I've got Wandom.org. So, one or two. Alright, I'm going to fight Dremlock. You rush towards Dremlock, eager to engage the Border Ranger on your own terms. You're taking less than ten steps in his direction, however, when he produces two bone-handled knives and hurls the both of the blades at you with deadly accuracy. Pick your number. Bonus of 48. 20 from agility. 10 from luck. 18 from unarmed comeback. Pick now. 74. You twist to your left, avoiding one of the knives, but the second slams into your side, tearing into your flesh and elicting a painful streak. 15 damage. Wounded, but still alive, you turn to face the Border Ranger. Dremlock draws his short sword and springs forward, lashing out, slashing out with excellent skill, as he attempts to score a devastating blow and quickly obtain the upper hand. You realise you must only attempt to subdue Dremlock, as he is under the mind control of Moraxa. This is the Border Ranger Dremlock, and we have to fight. There is no other way. Dremlock slashes you with his short blade. Alright, devastating blow for 30 damage. Alright, keep going, keep, keep slashing. Another devastating blow for 27 damage. Then 33 damage. And then another 27 damage. And another 32 damage. I use a quick stone 20. Just a uh, devastating blow for 25 damage. You know what, I'm going to heal myself. Because he's got a lot of devastating blows. Hand of healing. 14 healing. 5th 13 healing. Right, he is subdued. Finally. 7 XP. Dremlock strokes the ground at your feet and does not move again. Despite having suffered a serious battering at your hand, the poor Border Ranger has sustained no permanent damage. Looking over your shoulder... You note, you, note, you note with relief that Helene has just finished putting down Sir Garlin. She steps back from the unmoving body of the subdued knight and exhales sharply. Helene has only just rejoined you at the side, when two dozen armoured Tyson soldiers wash out of the forest to the left of the road and encircle you. And now he has his own army, mutters Helene as he presses her back against jaws and prepares to tattle tackle the regiment now closing in around you. You realise as she does that the soldiers are obviously more victims of Moraxa's powerful mind control and you must only attempt to subdue them which makes the prospect of having to engage them even more daunting. Six of the twelve soldiers are panting upon you suddenly rush forward striking out at you with their swords. This is six Tyson soldiers let us begin combat. They slashes you with their swords. I stab with my stabber. But you know, done lethally. Somehow. Stabity stab, 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 stab. Stabity stab, 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 stab. Down they go. Subdued. Night, night, night. Six XP. The six remaining soldiers step over their fallen, but still alive brothers in arms and quickly engage you. You once again find yourself struggling to fend off a ferocious attack. It's another six Tyson soldiers. They slash with their swords. I think they did some sort of special. 
devastating blow for 12 damage or something like that. I'm just kind of spamming through this. They are subdued. 6 XP. As the last soldier slumps to the ground at your feet, you note with great dismay that a dozen more have stepped out of the forest and are swiftly advancing upon you. Helene leaps forward and boldly intercepts the approaching regiment. You're about to join her when you spot a tall, slen small, tall slender caped figure slinking furtively out of the edge of the woods on her left flank. Nating, wasting no time, you rush over and place yourself between between the caped man and his intended unaware target. The man stops and then steps back, eyeing you cautiously. Your heart skips a beat when you suddenly recognise his face. The man standing less than ten yards from you is none other than Fefmore, a renowned master thief and adventurer, whose list of deeds not all of them honourable because he'd easily fill a large tome. Still, it is obvious to you that he is but another unfortunate soul now under the control of Moraxa. Ah, yes, the great Sir Crokington, he says, grinning. I've longed to meet you. You will pity our first encounter will also be our last. My new master has given me a few gifts. Perhaps you'd like to have a look at one of them? Fiffle waves his hand and a wide arc of flame leaps out of the tips of his fingers. The deadly flames scream through the air towards you. Alright, first I'm going to heal myself from those couple of fights I just had. Alright, so I've got three options. Fortification, Elementalism, Dodging. What does Wendem Dog tell me to do? It tells me to dodge. You attempt to dodge the arc of flame. Pick your number. Bonus of 30. 20 from agility, 10 from luck. Pick now! 74. Twisted aside and nimbly dodge the hurtling arc of flame. Fefmer curses you and shoots his hand to his left hip. What's he got there? Fefmer draws his infamous wound clungel and expertly flips the weapon in his, in his white hand. He sneers as you draw yourself into combat-ready stance. You are a fool, he says, his cruel gaze fixed on your eyes. Greatness lies ahead for all of us, though some are content to try and spoil it. It will be a pity to have to lay you to rest, but so it must be. The master adventurer loops forward and attacks its Fefmore. And I'm just going to knock him out. Subdue. Fefmore strikes you to his wound cudgel. Could I take that? No, 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 no. He needs that for when he's back to good. Alright, I keep stabbing, he keeps striking. Do-ba-do-ba-do-ba-do. Subdued. 70 XP. Fethmore stumbles and drops to the ground at your feet. He makes a brief attempt to rise, but a final, low, non-lethal blow to the back of his head renders him unconscious. Helene joins you at your side. And looking to your left, you note the ground is littered with the bodies of the soldiers she has subdued. The two of you turn and will leave to see Wundor making his way towards you. Behind him, the prone forms of Iskritar and Prithen continue to struggle against the thick webs of shadow now pinning them to the ground. Let's just hope that lasts for long enough for us to get Moraxa. Uh, which will presumably just disband all the mind control, or if not, we'll but we'll just 
we will just we form we form the eye of Arkmar and just de mind control people at leisure. Yes, yeah, just it doesn't have to last for long, just just a couple of hours. That's how pull, and then after that's done it's gonna be over. One way or the other. I could not turn them, says Windle. His tone one of regret. They're alive. So I pray my magic holds them long enough to let us do what now lies before us. The power they wield is not their own. It's almost more than I can contend with. The army of Tysa appears to be Morax's call, frowns Helene, waving a hand in the direction of subdued soldiers and the others who are obviously under the dragon's wicked spells. This bodes ill for certain, says Windle moving along the road and stepping to the edge of a steep forest track. But I fear we've yet to see the worst of it. Long and unchecked has the dragon's shadow grown. Together with Wundor and Elaine, you start up the steep forest track, your every sense alert for the first sign of possible danger. After a short but arduous ascent, you find yourself at the edge of a steep ravine, the bottom of which sits the overgrown ruins of a once glorious temple. The temple, which is, which was obviously a massive structure before it fell into decay, is now little more than a scattering of crumbled walls and heaps of stone. Out of the midst of the ruins, there rises a massive granite tome, which appears to be the only piece of the stru- granite dome, not <laughs> dome, dome appears to be the only piece of the structure still intact. Relaine tells you the dome caps an underground chamber in which he believes Maraxa and his minions lie in wait. For several minutes, the three of you stare down at the ruins, but nothing stirs at the bottom of the ravine around the remains of the temple. What began in Trithic likely ends here, says Wendell. This voice betrays neither optimism nor uncertainty. The three of us together, then. Are we all ready? Helene sighs and nods. You also nod in agreement. In the end, it's just the lair of any other beast, says Windle, as he checks over his equipment, his eyes still focused on the ruined temple far below it. Far below. This is to be it? Then so am I content to let it be. Despite what he says, you sense Window is not at ease with the prospect of facing what might lie in wait beneath the, within the temple. Suddenly, faintly, a muffled, distant wars, voice wars through your head and quickly fades. The startled look on your faces of your two companions reveals they too have heard it. For you could not make out what was said. The voice was hurried and frantic. It's afoot, says Window, shaking his head. Let's go. As you fall in line between Wundle and Elaine and begin the steep descent into a ravine, you warily drop your gaze into the wounds below. You can't seem to shake the nagging, eerie feeling that the free, that for the free of you, the shattered temple, Waymo become the very site of their graves. And that ends this scenario with another 384 experience to general and that is that on to the next one the master of shadow
begin. And this is a recap. We don't need to read that because we've just read it. Now the adventure continues. Your descent into the ravine proceeds along the back of a steep and treacherous stone track, flamped on either side by thick tufts of undergrowth and several massive boulders. Window is silent as he cautiously steps, cautiously along the trail, but the expression on his face, though not exaggerated, betrays his unease and his growing sense of urgency. Helene says nothing, and as usual, does not appear apprehensive about the task at hand. Through now and again she stops, closes her eyes, and mutters a few words before resuming the cautious descent. You cannot tell if she is praying, perhaps speaking with the shadows, realising that you are closer than ever to an end of this long, mysterious and perilous chain of events. You do your best to remain vigilant, and find yourself continuously glancing back over your shoulder. As if you expect, as if at any moment you expect to find Maraxa himself slinking along the stony path behind you. Your mind starts to wander, and he moves over the odd fact that what began as a trip across town with Pritham to gather provisions has ultimately led to an unlikely confrontation with the last and greatest of the Shadow Dragons in a wound temple that now looms ever closer as you near the midway point along the track. A sharp warning issued by Windle startles you back to your present. He motions ahead with your right hand, and you step forward to see what it is that has brought the descent to a certain halt. About fifty yards ahead, standing in the middle of the stony track, with their backs turned to you, are three massive black-armoured ogres. You immediately recognise these creatures to be the one-eyed and particularly powerful variety of ogre you encountered in the cellars of the Goblin of the Candle Glow Inn. So, twenty yards past, the ogres stand a tall stone arch that leads into the temple courtyard, the base of the steep track. The old beast's favourite minions. Work frowns Windle, who exhibits little desire to want to tangle with the dangerous creatures. But why are there only three? Certainly he must expect us. He wants us to reach the temple, mutters Elaine. He could have greeted us with an army, Windle nods. This may easily prove to be a regretful decision, he says. Yet there is no choice left to us. If we step, step into the dragon's snare, then we do it of our own will be no doubt that all of this must end here. I suggest we get as close as we can without being discovered, and at the very least remove these three obstacles. So there are some options here. There's uh, archery, elementalism, necromancy. I could just move down and attack the ogres, or propose you should lure the ogres up to you. Now, if my magic was higher levels... I could do telekinesis, which requires 70, or shadow magic, which also requires 70. So, there's, there's five options I can actually take. Random.org. Which one shall I do? Number one. I'm going to do some archery. Succeeded. 128 experience to archery. You step into the middle of the track and draw your bow, taking, draw your bow, taking aim at the ogres. Helundal 
and Helene look on in astonishment as you release three arrows in rapid succession at hawking beasts. The three feathered shafts stream through the air and find their marks deep in the upper torsos of the one-eyed ogres. The agonised bellows of the massive beasts fade as one by one the ogres slump to the stony track. They do not move again. Well, that was handy. Wundle and Elaine are both very impressed by your quick, quick, masterful dispatching of the three ogres. Perhaps we, we yet have more than one trick left in our books, says Windle, reaching out and initiating, reaching down and initiating a shoulder cross. Well done, indeed, Sir Crokington. Save one or two of those tricks from Moraxa if you can. Elaine shakes her head and smirks, slapping you on the back. She moves down to trap down the trap behind Windle. You fall in line behind your two companions and continue down towards the tall stone arch at the base of the steep stony trail. After only a few minutes, you reach the base of the steep track and find yourself standing before the arch. Three of you pass beneath the crumbling stone arch and step into the once grand courtyard of the temple. Two massive stone pillars that once supported a thick timbered roof lie in large pieces across the breadth of breadth of the overgrown expanse. The centre of which stands a ma- stands a moss-covered monument erected long ago in the honour of Swithak. You're all somewhat surprised the monument has been left standing. Windor places his white foot foot on a piece of one of the fallen pillars and kneads down on his bent knee with both hands as he carefully surveys the area. Your eyes also scour your surroundings, but you can see no sign of anything in or about the courtyard. Both telepathically and vocally, Windor boldly calls on Moraxa to show himself. We, at the threshold of your lair, demand to to see he who sulks in the shadows as a lowly coward. His voice echoes in your mind and through the deserted courtyard. Immediately in response to the bold demand, a thin shadow slivers into the east wall of the courtyard and whipples as it rapidly broadens, swiftly transforming into a dark shape sends your pulse waking, racing. It's a black silhouette of a large horned dragon. The jaws of the dragon stretch wide, and out of the cavernous moor emerge the silhouettes of six armoured skeletons. The shadow skeletons march in formation along the wall, before turning and stepping away from the ancient stone. As their, as their dark shapes leave the wall, the six skeletal warriors take physical form and march swiftly towards you, the clank of their ancient armour filling the courtyard. The dragon's shadow quickly slips off the wall and disappears. Behold, the Order of Undemar, echoes the sinister voice of Muraxo in your mind. The living and the dead are at my command, near. All the heroes of the ages now hasten to do my bidding. Is it not grand to know that in death 
You, you will still have an illustrious role to play? Okay, but what is the Order of Andromar? Obviously, Sir Crokington knows. And I kind of know, but you might not. The Order of Andromar. This is the name given to six heroes who, many centuries ago, earned their place in history by uniting under the great warrior Andromar to vanquish... To vanquish, defend, to defend the defenseless and protect, to vanquish evil, I guess, to defend the defenseless and protect the realm of man. Many, the many heroic deeds of the Order of Adramar remain along the most popular fireside tales across all of the North Broadlands. And it's probably best for everyone they don't know. They don't know this little postscript because it'll just be just be sad. Your mind races as you recount the legend of the Order of Aljamar. It is difficult to fathom the six heroes whose lives were spent vanquishing evil. And now moving upon the three of you of murderous intent. Serving in death the very sort of wickedness and cruelty they stormly strove against in life. As the six skeletal heroes draw through the melee range... You're surprised when they suddenly turn their attention to Wundle and Lane, ignoring you altogether. Without a second thought, you bravely leap in front of two of the fleshless undead, forcing them to engage you. The closest of the two swordsmen steps before, before you. Two skeletons before you steps forward, his fleshless fingers tightly gripping the hilt of his shimmering longsword. A weapon he brandishes with a master's skill. You have little doubt that you now face the legendary swordsman, Nal Solan, a man whose famous and heroic deeds in life seem far removed from the rotting horror now closing in to engage you. Nal Solan hisses loudly as he strides up and attacks. This is the swordsman, Nal Solan. Begin combat! The long-dead swordsman, Narsalan, slashes at you with a shimmering blade. Alright, a sudden urge surge of energy overtakes you, and you lay an impossibly swift blow upon your enemy. Alright, back to the Allfather with you. Your enemy deals you a savage blow for 7 damage, and then 13 damage. Alright, nearly done, and... Ooh, Another savage blow for 9 damage and slain. Alright, back to the Allfather. 71 XP. The undead swordsman staggers and drops to the ground, becoming little more than a heap of scattered bones at your feet. His cohort, one of the most feared axe wielders of his day, steps forward, hissing viciously as he swipes at you with his fearsome, broad-bladed cleaver. You have no doubt that the broad-shouldered who fleshless warrior, now engaging you, is none other than Axe. Axe Master Yurik, one of the Order of Adramar's most skilled combatants. This is Axe Master Yurik. The young dead warrior, Yurik, slapped hacks you with his broad-bladed axe, savage blow for 10 damage, and then 9 damage. Okay, and slain. 72 XP. Axe Master Yurik 
collapses into a pile of bony joint. He watched with grim fascination as both of his remains and those of Niles Lan melt into a pool of shadow that promptly slivers away to the far corner of the courtyard. I guess Moraxa's going to put these people back together to raise them again later. Helene and Mundo and Helene, having finished off the other four undead members of the Order of Agnar, quickly rejoin you in the centre of the courtyard. Mundo has suffered only a few minor cuts in the melee, but Helene had been somewhat seriously wounded. Don't mind me, she says curtly as Windle makes an attempt to heal her. Save your strength. And white enough. Both telekinetically, telepathically, and vocally, Windor again calls on Moraxa to show, show himself. Almost immediately, the crackle of energy fills the courtyard. The three of you glance around the courtyard, desperately attempting to determine the source of the crackling energy. The unnerving sound echoes off the crumbling walls that surround you, making it difficult to pinpoint its origin. Perhaps you would care to meet the new face of my terror, echoes the sinister the sinister voice of the shadow dragon in your mind. She who will carry forth my banner at the head of my army, and so you shall. The crackling sound fades as a swirling black portal opens only ten yards away from where you stand. Wundu issues a stern warning, and you take several steps back from the vortex and draw yourself into combat-ready formation. Eager but fearful, the three of you wait with bated breath, and pounding hearts see what new menace will emerge from the silent blackness of the Neverwall Gate. A thin shadow slips out of the portal and hovers in mid-air only ten yards from you. The shadow weaves about for several moments, seems to be fading from view when suddenly it surges forward and passes directly through you. Thousands of whispers fill your head in the wake of the insidious attack. Your mind swims swims as a thousand thoughts and emotions suddenly well up from the depths of your consciousness and collide to create a maddening din. Your last bits of reason ebbing away. You'll come to the horrifying realization. Muraxa is now controlling your very thoughts. The old knight is no longer of any use, whispers the sinister voice of the shadow dragon amidst the tempest of your thoughts. Kill him. As you struggle to maintain control of your thoughts, Another voice, shrill and terrifying, more sinister and nightmarish than even that of Moraxa, slips into the storm now raging in your head. The voice howls wildly, yet you cannot decipher what you can only assume the words, the words of a demon, or perhaps the demon, a sudden an undeniable urge to slay your companions takes hold of you. Will, Wundor and Helene move cautiously towards you, their eyes intently studying your every move. The shrill, terrifying howl stabbing through your skull grows in intensity so you can think of nothing 
Nothing other than killing both Wundu and Helene. Morax's voice breaks into the din, and the great dragon repeats his wicked command. His command that you now have every intention of obeying. Sir Crokington, can you? Wundu's voice fades beneath the shrill, rising howl that echoes through your mind, scattering, shattering your thoughts, and quickly dissolving your last remnants of reason. The man and woman standing before you are no longer your friends and companions. They are sworn enemies. They are bloodthirsty foes who seek only your ruin and destruction. They are enemies you have been commanded to kill. They are medalists in a game they cannot cope to comprehend. And they are at the end of their time. Obviously sensing the drastic and dangerous change that has come over, over you. Both Helene and Wundle step back, each stretching out a splayed hand in your direction. Rage wells up within the sight of the two humans preparing to summon magic against you. The anger swiftly courses through every fibre of your being, leaving room for nothing else. Kill them, hisses the voice of Moraxa in your mind. They are no match for you. Alright, this is a fateful decision. Inexplicably, you feel your destiny may in some way be linked to the choice you're about to make. I can attack Wundle, or I can attack Helene. Now, can I use the Eye of Agamar on myself? Uh, no, no. You're, the I might have occurred to me, but the dragon said, no. And I had no choice but to obey. So... Wundle or Helene? Honestly, I, I can't choose. I can't choose. I shall have Wander the Hog choose to me. I'm going to be attacking Wundle. You leap forward and extract Wundle a staggering blow that catches him off guard and sends him sprawling to the ground. Helene cries out an alarm and rushes to intervene. But what happens next both surprises and horrifies you. A violent surge of energy whipples along the length of your white arm, forcing it to extend to extend in the direction of Helene. A split second, a wide arc of blue lightning erupts from your fi- fingers and strikes you and strikes your charging companion squarely squarely in the chest, sending her toppling backwards onto the uneven stones of the courtyard pass. While Sir Crokington well, what's left of her wishes that Helene was dead I wish she was alive because the mind control hasn't currently seeped through hasn't yet seeped through the screen into my mind not yet but I can feel it it's, it's, it's creeping in there it's creeping in there finish finish Lundner before he finishes you shrieks the voice of Maraxa when you're like in your mind. At last! An end of Lundinir! Finish him now! Windows slowly regains his feet and assumes a combat-ready stance as he prepares for the fight of his very life. Without a second thought, you rush at him, seeking only to obey the shrill voice now guiding your hand and to sate the murderous rage now coursing through every fibre of your being. This is Wundle. 
Let us begin combat. Sad music plays. Mundo strikes at you with his blade. The enemy deals you a savage blow for only five damage. He's he's holding back. He's definitely holding back. He strikes with his blade. Another savage blow for 14 damage. And then for 9 damage. And he is slain. Oh no. He's slain. 39 experience. Windle's chilling death cry echoes off the crumbling wall of the courtyard. As the master warrior slumps to the ground at your feet. His eyes flicker briefly as he gasps a final, ragged breath before expiring. For only a second, your mind clears, and the horror and gravity of what you've just done overwhelms you. For that fleeting moment, the wave coursing through you subsides, and is replaced by a deep and profound sadness. A chorus of whispers subtly echo through your head. Cruelly casting your mind back to the enraged chaos. Chaos that spawned the deadly attack on your companion. As your head swims and you struggle to retain control of your thoughts, a sharp blow to the back of your skull drives you to your knees and doubles your vision. A second blow turns everything black, but who dealt the blows? It can't be Wundle or Elaine because they are incapacitated, possibly dead. Is it Moraxa himself? Probably. Or maybe Trailshock. Working for Moraxa now. Anyhow, that finishes this scenario with 384 experience to general. So in the next scenario, we will be We'll be working for the great shadow dragon Muraxa and helping him conquer the world as we go into the lair of shadow. And won't that be fun, conquering the world for the shadow dragon? After all, I am now the mind controls leaked through it and I can't possibly think that would be a bad idea. Yes, yay Muraxa. <laughs> or something like that. Anyhow, that, well, we're at 45 minutes, so let's just say that's it for this episode. Next time, Lair of Shadow, and until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at bet mgm 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.